enthusiasts. Welcome to Food Innovators by Foodex. This is where we have conversations with thinkers and entrepreneurs disrupting the food industry, where you get a chance to sit down with founders of food startups, food thinkers, and food trendsetters, advancing food tech, launching exciting companies, and shifting the way food is prepared, distributed, and consumed. Foodex feeds the food movement. Foodex invests and works with food founders from around the world. If you have a food tech or food product, sign up at foodex.com. That's F-O-O-D hyphen X dot com. Want to shoot me an email about this podcast or Foodex? Email Andrew period Ive I-V-E at food hyphen X dot com or find me on LinkedIn forward slash I-N forward slash Andrew Ive I-V-E. Look forward to connecting with you. And now, on with the show. Assured Bites. Assured Bites. So, A-S-S, as in ass, A-S-S-U-R-E-D, Bites. Correct? You got it. Awesome. I also should mention that this is coming to you today from Protes. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just messing with you guys. Um, welcome, Assured Bites. This is the Food Innovators podcast. I'm very happy to have you guys here. Tell me a little bit about your company. Why should people be interested in what you guys are up to? We are an innovative company. Um, We are a health and wellness company, and we focus on infant food systems. And our goals are to help prevent food allergies. We have our first product called Hello Peanut, and Hello Peanut is specifically targeted to help protect infants from developing peanut allergies. Okay, so you guys are focused on, on getting rid of allergies and peanut allergies in particular at, at this first point. What makes you, what makes you guys um, qualified or relevant to solving that problem? Um, my background, I am a board-certified allergist. And Isaac's background? I have a PhD in industrial engineering and uh, I teach at uh, Temple University as a professor. Perfect. So one of you is a doctor, one of you is a professor. You guys came together and decided that you were going to solve uh, allergies in in babies and children. Is that accurate? That is accurate, pretty much. Among other things. (laughs) Amongst other things. You know, obviously there's a Superman cape involved in this whole thing and, uh, you know, you guys are going to jump tall buildings, etc. So um, Assured Bites. When did you start Assured Bites? Um, I think the original concept for Assured Bites came about in late 2014. Uh, I was sitting in a symposium uh, at a uh, hospital um, that has a great food allergy program. Mm-hmm. And every year we go to these symposiums just to keep up, keep up to date and abreast of things. And at that time, uh, there were inklings that um, we had a good reason to explain why peanut allergy prevalence had increased about 200 percent hold it hold uh, it stop and, uh, stop stop, stop fact, there stop there a second 200 percent increase in what now in peanut allergy so in in the united right. in, in the united states in particular in industrialized countries yes industrialized countries so 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 over the last how many years 15 years. So over the last 15 years, 
200% increase, is that year on year or 200% increase year on year of, of children becoming allergic to peanuts? I'll tell you, the most recent data from November of 2017 mm-hmm. is that since 2010, um, there's been an increase of 21%. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so 21% increase in, in the last seven years. Yes. Yeah, so it's steadily increasing. Um, and you know, going back to uh, the reason why was that um, way back when, we were, the health professionals were kind of uh, nervous about uh, kids and introducing potentially allergenic foods mm-hmm. like peanuts. Right. And they had recommended parents, you know, why don't you hold off on introducing foods like peanuts till your infant is a toddler. And in fact, in 2000, the recommendation by the AAP was to introduce these foods um, uh, when they were three years of age. Mm-hmm. And so this is why we had felt that, uh, you know, this is a, a big issue. Because during these, this symposium, um, there were observational studies that uh, had shown that in countries where peanuts were introduced early, the prevalence of peanut allergy was negligible. So, okay, so give me a, give me a, a for instance, a country that introduces peanuts early that doesn't have any or basically zero peanut allergies is which? Give me, give me a country. That would, sure, that would be Israel. So Israel, go ahead. So the observational study compared a similar similar population of infants in Israel Mm -hmm. to that similar population in UK, and uh, they noticed that uh, there was no peanut allergy, barely any peanut allergy in Israel, because the infants started to consume peanuts very, very early, before six months of age, at a rate of about 7.1 grams of peanut protein a month. Uh, and the, the the kids in the UK did not come close to that. Um, and uh, allergists were hypothesizing, and, and we came to the conclusion that doing this early kind of builds up their tolerance early, so the body does not um, become hypersensitized to the peanut protein, and, and therefore they are protected. So we've been telling parents for the last 10, 15 years, maybe longer than that, don't give your kids peanuts until they're three, four, five years old um, because maybe it's not safe or whatever the rationale was, when in, in reality um, it may, may have been encouraging um, th- those, those allergens in, those ch- in children. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? That's what you're hearing, yeah. We were putting our kids at risk. Okay. And so what's the, what's the new thought process as far as, um, you know, as, as, as medical allergists and professionals are concerned? Um, based on very groundbreaking medical research um, that uh, we had these prospective studies that showed that if you began peanuts early mm-hmm. and safely before six months of age, right. that you could help this peanut allergy from developing. So that means so, pa- that yeah. means parents parents with what newborns or no it needs to be four months old five months old six months old what's the what's the you know the, the most uh, um, ambitious study mm-hmm. uh, was uh, a study called inquiring about tolerance and uh, the shorthand is the eat study and they started uh, infants on um, on first stage foods as early as three months of age. 
Now, really the get-go is when kids are developmentally ready mm -hmm. for first-stage foods, can yeah. begin. So typically four, five months, no problem, start your first-stage foods. The earlier you do it, the better. Um, there's no need to wait. There is a caveat though, Andrew. Um, these are the high-risk kids. High-risk kids being um, uh, having severe eczema, which is a skin condition, or um, them already having been diagnosed with food allergy, like egg allergy, will put them in this high-risk category. These high-risk kids, they have the potential of being um, allergic to peanuts, even on their first exposure. Mm -hmm. So they need to be evaluated by their pediatrician or allergist uh, and be cleared uh, before they should be consuming peanuts. So here's, here's the thing. You're not recommending, and there aren't pediatricians out there recommending or allergists recommending, that parents go ahead and give their babies a spoonful of peanut butter and everything's going to be fine. That's not... That's not the recommendation. It's not throw it, throw caution to the wind. It's it's actually to be a bit more systematic about it. Systematic in a sense that knowing what the uh, the the infant's risk is before, so categorizing them into them being high risk or not. Mm -hmm. If they are not high risk, they can introduce peanuts as safe as possible. So something like peanut butter or whole peanuts, those are potential choking hazards. So when you're dealing with infants, you have to be very mindful about the best way to introduce peanuts. So, so as an allergist and as a short bite, the two of you, I'm guessing, have come up with a solution which you believe solves, solves the challenges of early introduction uh, peanut, peanuts, uh, peanut protein. Is that, is that accurate? T take me through now Assured Bites and what you guys are focused on delivering. Sure. Uh, I, I guess uh, it was um, in, in, right, in uh, her point of view, we sat down and, and we started to discuss what could be the best how to provide parents with a solution for um, introducing peanuts safely uh, and give them a guided way to do it and um, what we had discussed was we should be modeling this after what we as allergists are comfortable with and, and things that we do in, in the office, which are called food challenges, mm -hmm. where um, a reintroduction of foods is done gradually. Um, and it's done for a purpose. Um, by the numbers, we hope nobody ever does react, but there still is potential of reactions. And uh, when you introduce foods, if a child is going to react, a small amount should make a small reaction. Um, additionally, as an allergy doctor, data is important. Um, you know, having a specific amount that we know a child reacted to is more helpful than hearing, hey, the child reacted to a couple bites of a sandwich. Um, because when we have this data, it's helpful for future management and treatment of food allergies. So that was a complicated a complicated uh, way of telling me what you guys do. T take me through what Assured Bites specifically... Tell me through specifically what Assured Bites currently does. We provide parents right. a safe, right. thoughtful, guided way to gradually introduce their infants as young as five months of age right. to peanuts for the first time. 
And when you say um, gradual, is this a one-month program, a six-month program, a one-year program? What 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 does it take? Sure. What does it take it's, to introduce this? Uh, I'm sorry. It's a se- sorry. It's a seven-day introduction. Okay. Where every day there is a consecutive um, there are consecutive days of increasing amount of peanut protein. Mm-hmm. Um, after they are introduced, research shows that not only uh, early but continued consumption of peanuts can help prevent a peanut allergy. We have our maintenance program as well. So parents can use the introduction kit and our maintenance kit. We recommend parents to continue maintenance uh, packets up to uh, uh, three times a week until the child could uh, consume peanuts in other forms safely. Okay, so let me just clarify. Um, the core program that Assured Bites delivers is a seven-day, one sample, one sachet, whatever you guys call it, one sample that goes into their first food each day for seven days? Correct. It's mixed easily into their first stage foods. You don't need to warm it up or anything. Okay. And then and then after that, you have a, sec- a second stage, which you're calling maintenance, which is two or three times a week until for, for as long as you want until they're old enough to start consuming peanuts in a in a regular way right other forms safely absolutely now do they need to get this to a pediatrician does it need to be done in conjunction with a pediatrician is there some kind of oversight that needs to happen before they they try this product um only for the high-risk kids should they be speaking to their pediatrician. So again, that's severe eczema and or a prior uh, food allergy like egg. So how would you know that? Is that something that you would know because the father or the mother has um, a, a previous allergy and therefore they're, the kid's more prone to it? Um, or how would you know that if a, if a kid is, for example, high-risk? Obviously with eczema, they've got dry skin and they've got the signs of eczema. So that's, that's an obvious but in terms of whether a child is, is less or more likely to be allergic to something, how would you know that if a baby was five months old? So I agree, you would definitely know if they have eczema, severe eczema already. You would already know if they have a prior food allergy. Some in- interesting things that you, uh, that you mentioned, like uh, if anybody else in the family has a food allergy, does that make them higher risk? Mm. Um, prior to uh, recent national guidelines, released by the NIH in early 2017. Um, we were considering family history as a potential um, risk factor, but uh, the guidelines excluded that. So, so there's, no data, there's no data suggests that if mum and dad are allergic, baby, baby is more likely to or less likely to be allergic. You know, as an allergy doctor, we know that uh, allergies run in the family. Uh-huh. Um, but according to the national guidelines, it is not considered a risk factor, interestingly. Now, it could be that, that, that it runs in the family because the, the, the kind of uh, food habits of that particular family orientate that family and those children towards specific allergies because of their practices as opposed to their genetics. Could be. <laughs> I think it's multifactorial. Uh, okay, super. It's very great. So, so, where, so just out of interest, uh, you guys started this company, you're a doctor and you're a professor. Um, you started it two, three years ago because you sort of had this light bulb moment at a, at a, a kind of medical conference or whatever. Um, are you sort of 
being a doctor now? Are you running running around putting uh, you know wooden things into babies' mouths and looking at their tonsils? What are you, what are you what are you up to? I'm on a bit of a hiatus right now uh, with uh, the Food Ex- Accelerator program. Okay. Um, so it's a very very surreal experience. Very different from uh, what uh, you know what I'm used to for sure. And I, I don't know about you. You're a you're a professor, so uh, you're in the business world. Well, I've been in the business world for a while, and I also was in the, in the business world for the last twenty years. And uh, this is a completely different experience than teaching or seeing projects in the business school. Actually, I would recommend uh, all the business schools to send their students for a month or two into an accelerator. <laughs> you know they they could if they wanted uh, we could charge them fifty thousand dollars a year or whatever it is that schools charge their students that would be cool um okay so okay you guys launched the product okay you you had the aha moment for the product two three years ago um i'm guessing as as you're in the business world isaac you've been focused on figuring out how to take this insight and create a product, a physical product that people can actually purchase. Is that is that where your focus is? Yes, what we did is uh, we uh, found the best formulation to uh, introduce to infants the uh, product in a controlled way. Mm-hmm. And we created a seven-day program. We have the, pro- the product blended, uh, tested and blended, and then uh, we put them in sachets and they are in a a box that is uh, easy to uh, follow for the mother, to follow the instructions for the mother. And the product has been in the market for uh, a year and a half already. We're selling it online and Amazon and other places. Okay, so so you guys uh, are going direct to consumer. Is that, what, what's, the, what's the thought process behind that? Uh, I think we have an amazing opportunity to reach our customers directly online. Um, so that's a major focus. Uh, I think it would be helpful as well to be in retail, but more for brand awareness as opposed to uh, being uh, the major driver for our uh, our sales. Okay. So so how are you find when you say direct to consumer? How are you? Is this you know you mentioned Amazon? So the products available on Amazon. If you type in Assured Bites, I'm get I'm guessing you can find your product. If you type anything about peanuts, peanut allergy, peanut introduction, we're we're gonna be there. The product name is Hello Peanut. Hello Peanut. So if you type Hello Peanut, you will find our product online on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And uh, as David said, uh, eventually we are planning to be on the store shelves, but that would take uh, some more preparation. And marketing and educating the uh, pediatricians and the mothers, the farmers. And what um, you so you guys develop this product? If if I say if it works, assuming the data behind your you know the, the research is, is is valid and this works, um, what uh, is the cost of a, of a system like this? Is it expensive or is it you know inexpensive? I guess that's. It's right. So it is uh, a little bit more than a dollar a day for the month. Um, we sell a, uh, a combination kit with an introduction mm-hmm. and a maintenance kit for forty dollars. So, so the the initial kit itself, and then the maintenance for one month is forty bucks. Yeah, together they're forty bucks. Okay. Um, out of interest, if if someone's allergic to peanuts, um, what what are the costs of an EpiPen nowadays? 
Well, as much as $600. They're trying to cut down on those costs, but the cost burden of peanut allergies is uh, tremendous. So it's a big societal burden. 600. Yeah, go ahead. Recent statistics shows that 6% of the children in the United States have peanut allergies. Uh, this translates to millions of children. That's number one. And also, early introduction shows that you can prevent about 80% of the peanut allergies if you use an early introduction system. Right. And so... What are the just? I, I, I'm personally not allergic. I don't have anyone uh, close to me who's who is allergic to peanuts. What are the what are the consequences of of being allergic to peanuts? So, in other words, uh, your system should ideally get rid of it. But it, you know, if people don't use your system, if people are allergic to peanuts, what are the consequences? Um. If you're looking at, or if you're just looking at the uh, the individual consequences being uh, emotional baggage that comes with having a peanut allergy, unfortunately, it's, there's a lot to deal with, especially kids in schools, and, and uh, you know, having sometimes they have to sit at separate tables. Sometimes uh, schools are just completely peanut free, so there's a more of a community um, burden as well. Uh, the park that I live by is a, is a nut free park. Um, you know, it, there are uh, there are a lot of levels of um, a burden. You know, but let's 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 take let's let's take it down to the parent and to the and to the child. If I if I got an allergic child and I'm a parent, what are the consequences for me? Obviously, I have to be very conscious of what foods I I purchase and where where those foods are sourced. If um, there, you know, I, I can't buy anything that is made in a peanut or a, in a, you know in a peanut uh, factory uh, factory that has processed peanuts. If I happen to give my child something with peanuts and and my child is allergic, is this a rash? Is this a you know? Is this a you know, what are the, what are the negative consequences from that perspective? Yeah, it could be a little bit more than a rash. Um... Up to potentially uh, death if you're if you're really speaking about um, anaphylaxis if it's not handled correctly. But um, as you were saying, you're, you're speaking like an allergist. There's a there's a lot of things that parents have to do to manage a child with a food allergy. That includes being very very vigilant about what they bring into the home. Super vigilant about when they eat out in restaurants. Um, also having to carry around medications for treatment just in case. There are high risks of cross-contamination when you, when, you, when you go out and you eat in restaurants that you're not 100% sure are going to be peanut-free. Um, and if a child does have a reaction, you know, a rash, uh, a small rash is, uh, is not such a big deal. But, uh, you know, reactions in, can include uh, other things like vomiting and diarrhea, uh, throat discomfort, closing of the throat, difficulty breathing. Uh, I mean, really, it, it runs the gamut. And... Um, it's uh, it is a troubling issue. And you, as a food analyst, I'm guessing, uh, uh, allergist rather, have probably seen most of these symptoms. Yes, yes. As an allergy doctor, we see the symptoms a bunch, and uh, we we treat it emergently as such. Okay. Um, it sounds almost um, mercenary. To, from my point of view, to be kind of bringing all of this stuff up while I'm talking to you about a company which provides a you know forty dollar product to to basically get rid of this 
uh, situation in children. Almost like I'm saying, you know, tell me all the negative things so that people will rush out and buy your product. But I'm actually set, I'm actually bringing these things together. From and the, the reason why Foodex obviously got involved with you guys is because there is an inexpensive and science-based fix to this challenge that we currently, as a society, finding ourselves in, basically because of a, a kind of a, a failure to you know to, to kind of approach the problem correctly and and there's an easy way if parents are just aware and educated and and you know thoughtful of of, of making sure their children don't grow up with these risks and the, this emotional baggage and this this physical baggage um so yeah i, I i'm I kind of the reason i'm bringing that up is because i, I i'm almost um feeling guilty for the fact that I'm saying, well, tell me all the, you know, tell me all the terrible things, and then, you know, suggesting that people go buy your product. That that's all, that sounds Machiavellian, but it, it's an issue. It can be solved. It can be solved easily um, as long as parents are aware and do the right thing. Is that is that how you see it? Right. We, we don't want to be fear mongers, but um, we do want to enlist parents and have them be proactive. Uh, when it comes to uh, introducing peanuts, because we know that it will absolutely help. Okay. So you started the product, sorry, you launched the product about 18 months ago? Correct. Perfect. And and how's it been going? We've been selling it online and uh, on Amazon for the last... Uh, 18 months. 18 months. Yeah. We've, we've uh, thankfully have been reviewed very, very well. Our uh, media attention has grown organically and we've been covered extensively. Um, if you Google anything about uh, peanut allergy, peanut introduction infants, um, you'll see us. We are, we are at the forefront. Um, and you know, with our endeavors uh, from only September 20, 2017, the FDA um, recognized our petition uh, for a qualified health claim linking early peanut introduction and prevention of peanut allergy. So the FDA has got behind this now as well. Obviously, you've got to be cave- you've got to caveat that because you can't talk about the FDA without you know having all sorts of you know small small letters and legal disclaimers and so on. But you know these guys have, have what did they exactly do? So um, we uh, we started um, applying for this petition back in 2015. Uh, because of this emerging research. Uh, and uh, I remember combing through about 180 different articles um, that we submitted to the FDA to review um, for us to be able to claim that um, early peanut introduction will help um, protect infants from developing this peanut allergy. And uh, um, you know what the FDA uh, had done, they, they thoroughly reviewed everything and um, you know, they spoke to a lot of the gurus in the field as well. And um, although not as broad of a claim as we would like, um, they had uh, they are allowing um, us and um, other companies now to state that uh, with a certain population, and in particular these high-risk infants, um, as long as they're evaluated by their pediatrician and they are cleared to introduce peanuts. They can prevent early introduction can prevent peanut allergy by over ninety percent, 
And there is a little uh, asterisk. This is based on one very strong study. Um, so throughout this, uh, this process, you know, it, it's been a, a big learning experience. Mm -hmm. uh, did we get everything that we wanted? No. We know that there is research that shows that uh, this early introduction will help everybody. Um, again, if you look at the population of Israel, peanut allergy does not exist. It is because everybody is introduced to peanut early. And this is a really, uh, uh, you know, it, it is, I guess, a field that is constantly changing. And, uh, and um, you know, we're, we're here to make a difference. So talking about changing and innovating, what's been some of the, from your point of view, what's been the kind of most difficult thing you've had to, to kind of cope with starting growing the business? Um, how did you resolve it? <laughs> we say all of the above. It's been, it's been <laughs> Everything. Everything's been difficult. Every, you know, Isaac and I, I guess we're both uh, numbers people. Uh, and um, one of our challenges is, uh, I guess, it would be marketing and uh, really getting the word out there and trying to convince people that this is really the right thing to do. Uh, There's actually a recent uh, um, article that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago showing that even though the guidelines have changed and we all know that this is the right thing to do, most pediatricians still don't recommend early introduction for whatever reason. So um, it right. is an uphill battle. If you just talk, talk about statistics, you can prevent about 25,000 cases of uh, peanut allergies in a year if you have early introduction. So that's a big number. So early introduction across Babies being born should, could, should reduce allergies by 25,000 a year. Well, I, I don't know the numbers, but... Uh, well, if we're talking about the number of cases of allergy in the United States, peanut allergy a year, or 400,000 babies, that's the number. I'm going to leave it to Isaac. He's the, yeah, he's the statistics guy. <laughs> so the difficult thing has been... If, if, not, if you talk about 6% of the children in the United States with peanut allergy, you can probably estimate that about a million children in the United States have peanut allergies. And if you can prevent about 90% of them, that is 900,000 children that are walking around with peanut allergies that shouldn't have had it. They shouldn't have had it, right. Okay, so the most difficult thing has been getting the word out, but saying that, you guys have had a lot of press pick up as well, right? You've been covered in various magazines and TV and stuff? Yes, all of the above. Uh magazines, uh, online. It's been, it's been great. It really has been. So where do people find out about Hello Peanut, about you guys? It sounds like if they type in Hello Peanut into Amazon, they'll probably find you. Is that right? Type in Hello Peanut anywhere, in any browser, they'll find us. If you type in, how do I introduce my baby to infants? Uh, my, my baby <laughs> to peanuts, you'll, you'll find us. Awesome. Uh, um, yeah, we, we have uh, just excellent SEO, and uh, it's, it has been that way uh, since the get-go. And it's because parents, you know, parents who know, care, and push, you know, promote this themselves. So, so just, just one last thing in terms of the product. It's tiny, 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 tiny amounts of peanut protein, and uh, you, you, you mentioned oats, something like that. Flakes. powdered oat flakes in, in, in kind of measured specific kind of scientifically measured amounts one per day over a seven day period and that if you, if you take that and then the maintenance kits you can and I'm going to kind of put this in air quotes you know potentially 
ensure your child does not become allergic to peanuts. Yeah, you got it. Wow. You're getting the idea. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm lucky my daughter's 15 and is not allergic. I don't think we had, we weren't smart enough to kind of figure this out. I don't know that, you know, 15 years ago anyone was smart enough to figure this out. But it sounds like we figured it out now. So hopefully uh, parents um, and friends of, of new, new parents um, help, help their friends by introducing them to Hello Peanut. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, so browser, Hello Peanut, they'll find you assuredbytes.com? No, yes? Uh, assuredbytes.com will link them to Hello Peanut. So no uh, problem either. What about the whole kind of Instagram-y, Facebook-y type things? Where do, where do people find more information about you and, and what you're doing? Hello Peanut underscore. Hello Peanut underscore in Instagram. And Facebook and Twitter. And Facebook, Twitter. That's weird. So Hello Peanut, one word, and then just an underscore? You got it. That's, that, that's what was available. <laughs> well, we, we should work on that. All right. Thank you, Assured Bites. Thank you, David. Thank you, Isaac. Um, Isaac, we need, we need to make you talk more next time. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. See you. Thanks for listening to Food Innovators by FoodX. Again, come along to food-x.com if you're interested in finding out more about us. Also, if you'd like to connect with me, come along to linkedin.com forward slash I-N, N as in Nancy, forward slash Andrew Ive. Look forward to connecting with you again and have a great day. Bye.